Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan, it's always funny for me to ask this question, but I always do anyway, because we, <laughs> we talk way, uh, you know, a long while before we get on this uh, podcast. But yeah. how are you, my friend? Oh, stuff is good, my friend. Just uh, like we talked about a few minutes ago, going through the normal, normal things of life. Household is is kind of hunkering down this weekend because kiddo kiddo wasn't feeling good on, on Friday and my wife's feeling OK, but just we're kind of just staying at home and and trying to relax a little bit but um other than that i i can't complain how about you so we're praying total healing over the garski i mean oh, oh, the garski oh, uh, mccarski yeah we <laughs> the mccarski's uh family god bless Amen. the garski's family too uh we yeah, love exactly. them <laughs> over the McCarsky's <laughs> family we pray uh full healing full recovery you know, a lot, it feels like life has been hitting us the last couple of weeks. You know what I mean? And so yep. those who listen to us understand when life hits you. So we know, uh, I said, I think in the last podcast that I lost a good friend of ours. So this week was his funeral. We did that. Uh, but since then, you know, you get the, the, the daughter's car goes down. You get the fridge that goes down. And it like it always comes in threes. Uh, and yep. through that all. Uh, Ryan, it's just like you look at heaven, you got God, I'm going to give you glory regardless of what's happening around. Mm-hmm. You still deserve the praise. You still deserve the glory. You still deserve the honor. And so I just want to encourage those, you know, life is going to hit and whatever that life looks like, whatever you're going through right now, and it doesn't matter what it is, um, whatever you're going through that's taking you out of your normal see that's taking you out of your peace that's trying to steal peace from you um just stop for a moment wherever you at and just give god glory and begin to start praising god because in his presence there's fullness of joy right and and a lot of times when we going through you know the daughter's car going down <laughs> and the fridge going down and the, the, the funeral to go to service, when you're going through that, um, your flesh doesn't want to be happy, right? You're mm-hmm. sad, you're mad, but there's a spiritual renewal that's called joy that we need right now. And, and, and when you begin to start worshiping God and giving God glory, enter into his presence with thanksgiving, enter into his gates with, into his courts with praise, Right. Be thankful mm-hmm. unto him when you just thank him for just life and the fact that though you're going through all of it, it means that you're alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It means that you're still alive, right? Uh, yep. Pain is a sign. You know, many people hate pain, but pain is a sign to show you that you're alive. Like if you're hurting and you're going through it, it still makes you feel like you're alive. And it's out of that breath that he's giving that. I love uh uh, great are you, Lord. It's your breath in my lungs, that song that we sing, right? Um, because it is his breath, right? When we start thinking, like, I'm still living, I'm still breathing. And with this breath that he has given me, I'm going to return it back to him and give him glory and give him worship and give him honor and give him praise. And now, especially at this moment. Yep. No, a- amen. Yeah, I-, I think we just have to realize what what is in our control and what's not in our control. And I think the more we realize that God's more in control than we can be, and we can, we can give it to him, then, then I think we're, we're much better off. Like I can't control that. My son woke up on Friday morning, not feeling well. And we had to, we had to take him in to the ER and stuff. And the, it, it's either it's, I can respond to it multiple ways. You know, but I was praying over my son. I was saying, Lord, you know, you're in control. I know you're going to protect him. I know we, I know, I know healings for today. All the things that I, I know you have to speak them because speaking them is going to build that trust, you know, w- within the Lord um, in from your own heart, because it's very easy to feel very out of control. And the Holy Spirit brought um, this scripture to my mind this morning, and it, and it applies perfectly right here. It's, it's Matthew 6, 34. It says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 
Mm. And I, I always go back to, to Matthew six, because it's like, even in verse, even in the verse way before um, 27 says, which of you by worrying could add one cubit to his stature? Like I'm a person that definitely at times could worry quite a bit, but you learn this reality that how much am I going to worry and feel sick over something before I realize that my worrying didn't change the situation? Come and on, I think man. There's a lot of our listeners that probably experience that often. Either it's anxiety about something or it's like, I can't control this. And if we could just learn, I've, I've taught, I've told a lot of people this, and I think I've just, I've adapted this mindset that's like, okay, here's what happens. How much in control of this am I? Okay, I can, I can, Lord, like, give me the wisdom to strategically, like, figure this out. But the rest, Lord, is yours. I'm just going to give it to you because I don't think I have any more control over this situation. And, and here it is. And you lay it at his feet and you pray about it and say, Lord, like, you know, guide me or, or, or handle this situation because it's, it's essentially bigger than my pay grade per se. Um, yeah. and, and I think if we can, I think if we can adapt that, I think it's going to be an easier way to walk through those difficult situations or those worries or those concerns. And I just, I want to say this, God allows these things. He doesn't cause mm. them. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm going to say it again. God allows these things. He does not cause them. Right. God is not the cause of it. He knows because you are living in a fallen world. Cause one of the things, one of the, 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 that I love about one of the, 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 the wordings that Jesus is used here that I love in Matthew 6, 34 is sufficient for the day is his own trouble. Meaning he knows because we live in a fallen world that there is going to be trouble. Like Jesus and John tells us in this life, you will have trouble. Like that is like a guarantee. So he, he knows these things. Again, he allows us to walk through these things. And I love the Holy Spirit because then the Holy Spirit uses those things as one revelation of where we at with him and two tools to strengthen our hearts towards him. Right. So I'm going to say that again. One, he uses these troubles as revelation. Right. Do, do I have worry? Do I have anxiety? Do I have fear? Right. Because what, what is worry? Worry is based out of fear. Right. You're fearing the worst is going to happen and you're trying to control something that you can't control. But really what it is, is that you fear, you fear the outcome is going to be whatever the outcome, the, the, the most destructive outcome that the enemy can put in your mind, he's put into your mind. Right. Mm -hmm. But yep. when we trust Abba and we say perfect love casts out fear, why? Because when we trust Abba and say, Abba, no matter what we see, no matter how we see it, I'm going to put it when, when I was thinking about my buddy that passed away, you know what I mean? It was a tough one. It really was a tough one. <clears throat> and I'm thinking about it and I'm like, God, in it, I trust you because you know best. Right. Mm, like I yeah. can have even even in my doubts and my questions and my anger and my everything that comes with these emotions. Something inside of you, the Holy Spirit inside of you. Right. Because he's a he's in you and he's upon it. You according to Yeshua that told us that in John 14 that we study, right? The Holy yep. Spirit is in you. So that Holy Spirit is inside of you goes, hey, Danny, I know all these emotions are inside of you right now. But I want you to like, I want you to sift through all of them and look at the king, right? And so when you start seeing the king from his perspective, you guys, you know, God, in the end of the day, I can be angry. I can be this. I can be sad. But I'm going to give you glory because I know that the outcome is in your hands. And I know in the end of the day that whatever I'm going through is you're going to see the best out of it. You're going to see the best out of me. You're going to get the best out of yep. me. Why? You are processing me, right? To becoming more image bearers of your, of your likeness, right? And whatever I have to go through to process it, and that's dealing with the fears of loss. That's dealing with the anger of loss. All those things are real true feelings that you can feel that moment. But when you can give those things back to him, because that's what he wants. That's the relationship with the Holy Spirit, right? So that he can, what? The word says that the Holy Spirit is in you so that he can show you more Jesus and that Jesus can show you more the Father so that we can, what? Take these things and cast, cast all your cares upon him. For he knows, right? Why? Because he knows it all. 
And in order for you to go through that and cast it, you have to go through all those emotions to get to the yep. end of the road to go, okay, I was angry. I was sad. <laughs> I, was, I, I was depressed. The, all of the emotions have come through. Now I've come to this end of the road. What am I going to do with all this? Oh, yep. I have a father in heaven that I can cast this thing onto him and I can give it to him and say, hey, all right, here you go. You have it. And then he goes, thank you. Now I'm going to take care of you. Right now I'm going to get and replace, right? I'm going to take some things out and replace some things, right? I'm going to replace this uh, fear for love, right? And then now you start feeling his love and overwhelming. And then, you know, the blessing, as I was thinking about my buddy, Ryan, that passed away, I'm like, I'll yeah. see him. I'll see him again. Yep. Yep. For sure. That's, that's the, the thought process that's, everyone needs needs to take it it's it's i'm going to see him again and i i think if you don't death can be a really saddening thing if you don't have faith and you don't know the lord because i think people just can't see it that way they may say it like oh i'll see them again but they can't have the hope and and actually even the joy to know that they're in a better place eternity is way longer than our however many years we get on this earth even if we get a hundred years here that's like a millimeter compared to miles upon miles upon miles uh it talks about in james i think it's james four that life is but a vapor and i think there there's a lot of reality that some some people on this earth are grounded in like i'm gonna get all of what I can out of this life, almost like a sponge where you're just going to, you're going to suck up as much water as you can out of this life, because that's all I get. When we've talked before, it's a dress rehearsal. Like this is a dress rehearsal for eternity. But I think even people in the church don't look at it that way. And even like years ago, before I met you, I, I didn't look at it that way. But as you start to, to learn more about how the father works it, it's it this is a dress rehearsal per, like we're being prepared we don't think about it in this life but we're being prepared for what we will be doing in eternity because we're not just going to be sitting there like there is things that each of us individually are going to do that we were designed to do we were probably designed to do it here but we get freedom choice of whatever job we want to do or whatnot but there are certain things that when the lord put us in this world he had a vision for like or the father put us in this world he had a vision for like what we were going to do and be prepared for so that's a whole nother conversation no i i want to stay there for a second because that's why that's what drove jesus to say not my will but your will be done right That the worst is that he chose, no one took his life. He gave his life up. Why? Because he knew eternity was not wrapped up in a 33-year span living on earth. Like he knew eternity is eternity, right? And yep. he knew, I do you understand? This is just temporal. I'm living for eternity, right? And yep. and and the Holy Spirit walked with him to that understanding, <laughs> like we living for eternity. And that's what we need. I'm going to say this. This is why we need the Holy Spirit so much, right? And and I was thinking about everything that you and I have been through the last week, Ryan. Mm-hmm. We yep. needed at this moment the personhood of the Holy Spirit, not the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And what, what yep. do I mean by that? Is that a lot of times as we've been studying the Holy Spirit, I, I wanted to land because we're going to we're gonna in the next couple of weeks start talking about the attributes of how the Holy Spirit looks like, what he looks like, his personhood described in scripture, right? Yep. Which, which Galatians is the only place really that describes who the Holy Spirit is. So we're going to yep. see this. When we see it, it's going to be a lot more practical than what many people in, in Christendom like grow up thinking, right? They're thinking mm-hmm. like for us, if, if, if I tell someone, especially in, in, in movements that we are part of, charismatic movements, folks that believe in the, 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 all the gifts of the spirit, you know, most of the time they'll describe the Holy Spirit as a gift, right? Yep. And they're like, oh, the Holy Spirit, I can explain him, he's tongues. Well, <laughs> tongues 
isn't is is an is 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 an attribute of uh, who he is, but it's not who he is. It's part of functioning. It's a communication method, but it's not the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Um, right. And we will say, um, oh, healing, right? We would we would like all we would talk about <laughs> all these gifts that all oh, discerning the spirits, man. You know, you got to go, go on these gifts of the Holy Spirit. He gives them to men, and those are used for specific moments where the Holy Spirit uses those gifts to do specific things for the kingdom task, but it's not the personhood of the Holy Spirit. And you and I did not need tongues. Now I know somebody's going to get offended by saying when I say this, (laughs) when we said, yes, I could pray in tongues. It can encourage me, but I don't need tongues. You know what I need? I need the comfort of the Holy Spirit's person, right? To come and comfort me as a comforter, because that's what the word describes him as. Right. Yep. And so I need the personhood of the Holy Spirit. You and I, when we um, are thinking through the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, which is this world system, we don't mm-hmm. need a, a gift of healing at that moment. We need the checking yep. of the Holy Spirit person to say, why did you say that? Right. And us having an ear attentive to the personhood of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> a gift is something given, but a fruit is eaten. <laughs> And the yes. way the the way the word describes the personhood of the Holy Spirit is that he has the fruit of the spirit, not the gifting of the spirit. So the gifting is given. It could be given uh, for a specific task for a specific reason. But the fruit is what you eat and what you live on to sustain you. Right. So I believe when the word describes the Holy Spirit as the fruit of the spirit, what is what it's telling us is that. This is what you're going to survive your very lifeline. Why? When you eat fruit, you're doing it to so survive so that you can live. You want your lifeline? Your lifeline is not a gift. The gift is a manifestation of, of what the Holy Spirit is. But it's not the everyday living of what the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus, when he gives us the Holy Spirit, when he tells us in John 14, 15, and 16, I'm going to give you this Holy Spirit. He's not saying I'm going to give you tongues, Right? Tongues is going to man- a manifestation for a specific reason. He's saying, I'm giving you the personhood of the Holy Spirit because that personhood of the Holy Spirit, he's going to teach you more of me. He's going to teach you more of the Father, but he's going to be with you. More importantly, he's going to be with you every day so that he can get the image bearing of who, who you are, who you're really meant to be, your spirit man, that God created you in his image. He's going to get that thing out of you so you can look like heaven. I think the when we read the scriptures, we read about the miraculous moments when the Holy Spirit come comes on the scene and and will and will heal and will do all those different things. But because we're reading really the cliff notes of the life of say the apostles, we're really we're not seeing the 24-7 life, I think a lot of us are comparing our normal, regular life to, well, I don't see people healed every two seconds when you're reading such a small snippet. And what's not documented is the constant interaction with the Holy Spirit as helper, with the Holy Spirit as comforter. And we need to dissect through that and look and say, yes, like, the scripture is showing the snippets of these miraculous moments, but we can't forget these are still men. These are still people and they have the Holy Spirit and they're having normal lives and normal interactions with the spirit that we don't see. That's why I think a lot of people, they're like, well, the Holy Spirit is tongues or the Holy Spirit is healing because they they almost eliminate out of their brain that these people actually live normal 24 seven lives. It didn't go from miracle to miracle, to miracle, to miracle, to tongues back to miracle. It was like you live, they lived daily life Come and on. it helped them. It helped probably the apostles having the Holy spirit being able to actually get along with one another because you're talking about human relationships and they can't be, there's no way they were perfect friends all the time. So that's just something. No, I and, we, and we're going to show more of this next week when we're going to talk about walking in the spirit, right? Cause, cause, 
Paul constantly tells you, walk in the spirit. What do you mean? What does he mean by that? He's like, live a life with the Holy Spirit, right? Live a life lived with the personhood of the Holy Spirit. And again, I'm going to keep on saying personhood because it's the difference between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the personhood of the Holy Spirit. The gifts yep. are manifestations that needed for specific reasons, specific times. Someone needs a healing. Someone needs a miracle. Those are manifestations of the Holy Spirit that comes. But the personhood of the Holy Spirit, you were talking about uh, walking with the Holy Spirit. I, I It doesn't mention the Holy Spirit, but... I'm going to go to Acts 3. It took me to Acts 3, man. The Holy Spirit just took me to Acts 3 because it says, <laughs> Acts 3, 1. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Now, we know in Judaism that they do this. This is a Judaistic, so they Jews. Remember, they Jews. So they are doing a Jew. Even this simple tax that they do every single day as Jews in the ninth hour, every single day, this is what they do. They get up in the morning, they go pray, right? This is what they do. Yep. So they praying, right? A certain man lame from his mother's womb who was carried, uh, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. Now, you know that Jesus went through this gate. You know that Jesus also prayed because he was a Jew. So Jesus saw this man, but the Holy Spirit at that time, the Holy Spirit in Jesus did not heal this man at that time because it was not time for that man to be healed. It was not time for Thank that man to be manifested some Holy Spirit giftings. You you bring you bring a great point there because I think a lot of us think, well, we why not? Like why? I, I think that's that's the real struggle. I think why did he not heal that person right there? He saw him. He could have done it, and I think that's the big struggle with us trying to understand it. I and listen to what it says. This yeah. is this is what the word says. His mother laid him daily. Like, this is an everyday. So Jesus saw this guy. We know Jesus yep. saw this guy, right? Which is called beautiful to ask him from those who entered in the temple. So seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms. Now, so we know this may not be the first time. So this is when you live a life driven by the Holy Spirit. And this is what I'm, a lot of times people don't see the manifestations or the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And they're like, oh, why? I pray for this prayer. We have to be so in tune to the Holy Spirit. To say, Holy Spirit, do you want me to pray for this person? What And what specific do you want me to pray for this person? And I think a lot of times we assume, because we assume, like, we want every person to get healed around us and thank God that we, we have that heart. But the Holy Spirit does what he wants to whenever he wants to. That's why you have to walk in the Spirit. Because I'm not telling you that the Holy Spirit doesn't want him. I'm telling you there's a specific time, a specific place, a specific person that he needed to use at this moment. And Jesus was not that person even though Jesus is the son of God, had the spirit moving in him, right? And yes. fixing his eyes, verse four, on him, John and Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Well, what, is, mm. what, what, is, what, do, what do Peter and John have? They've just been baptized. They got some Holy Ghost gifting inside of them. They have some Holy Spirit moving inside of them. But they knew this was a specific reason that, and he said, what I got to give in Jesus' name, rise up. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet, ankle, and bones received strength. And so he leaping up and stood and walked. And I love this because he became charismatic right away. He was leaping and dancing, right? Because <laughs> when Jesus touches you, you leap and dance. Now, I want to say this. Did every person that they meet, they did this to? No. This is a specific moment for a specific time, a specific God moment. And again, I think a lot of times we get disappointed because we don't see things happening when we want it to happen because we think God is a jukebox that we throw him a quarter and he needs to play the same song that we want him to play when we want him to play. No, this is a specific thing that's happening right here to these specific men that heard the Holy Spirit at that moment. Why do I know the, they heard the Holy Spirit? Because the outcome that came out, right? Many folks are like, well, I pray for this person. The Holy Spirit told me. You know how many people told me, man, the Holy Spirit told me that um, that that our buddy was not going gonna to rise out of the bed. I'm like, well, then you then this is a good chance to understand that may not have been Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit doesn't lie. He only leads you to yep. truth, right? So that means you're, he's working on you to hear him better so you can hear when he's talking and when he's not talking, right? And I think a lot of times we're just making this a... a a jukebox like oh god you're gonna do exactly what i want you to do when i no i'm gonna do what i want to do when i want to do it 
is, is you letting me lead you and guide you. And I'll tell you who to pray to, when to pray to, how to pray to. And this is living a life in tune with the personhood of the Holy Spirit. I think I think a lot of us, <clears throat> myself, myself included, as I'm trying to get my ear more in tune with what he wants, I think when we receive the Holy Spirit and it tells us in Scripture that we have power, I think that a lot of times from a human aspect means that I'm going to walk around and any person that I see that's sick, I'm going to go up to them, I'm going to pray for them, and they're going to get healed at that instant when we never think about I'm doing what I want to do because I have the power in me as opposed to I'm walking down the street, the Holy Spirit gives me a word and draws my attention to someone and, and says that person needs prayer for this. And then you go over to them as opposed to, well, I'm just going to go into every hospital and wipe them clean and get everyone out of there. When did the Holy Spirit tell you to do that? Or you're just saying, well, I'm all powerful, so I'm going to go in and do it. And then you feel bad when no one gets healed. And I, I think it's I think it's a slippery slope that we walk when we do get filled with the Holy Spirit, but we don't incline our ear to what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And we automatically put ourselves on a higher pedestal because we think we have the power in us, which we do. I don't want to discount that because people are going to listen. They're going to say, Ryan's discounting that. I'm not. I'm saying like we have it, but we don't know how to use him because we don't want to listen to him. And it's really about listening and then doing and then and then praying. Um, right. So there's like some different aspects there. It's so good because it's the superhero syndrome that we have in America yep. and, and the world, right? We see these superhero uh, stories and we, we see Marvel and we see, uh, you know, we see uh, Captain America and like, oh, he's doing yep. these. And, I, and we think like, that's how we think of this power that's upon us. I'm going to go. And it's like, no, you, your, your life is to be lived to get closer to God. That's mm -hmm. it. You know what I mean? Yep. Will God use you in that? Yes. But he's going to use you the way he wants to use you when he wants to use you. And this is living again, because there's so many nuances by like, again, many folks, many folks that claim to have the gift of healing. The first thing I tell them is, is go and, and, and clean out. You know, if you don't want your ministry, what they really saying is I want a ministry that has a, I'm going to give you a business card that says I'm the healer. God has anointed yep. me with healing. Well, if they, if that's really, really true, and you really, really have that gift, like it's flown out of you all the time, then I'm going to take you to Mount Carmel, and we're gonna, and we're gonna clear floors. Now, yep. if you don't have that kind of gift, then it's living in obedience to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is asking you to pray specific to specific people that are going to get healed. Why? Because there's so many nuances in people's lives. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what God is allowing to happen in someone's life to take him through is, is, is what we do with our kids. We it's instead of allowing our kids to walk through their mistakes, we rescue them. Right. And it's like, you know, I have to remind myself, Danny, you got to let your daughter, she made a choice that she's going to have to walk through. Why? Because it's going to teach her some things, right? But if you rescue her too early, right, you're not letting her teach. So there's so many things that God is allowing to happen in our lives to teach yep. us so many lessons. And then we think we're going to come in and like, oh, I got this. And then we get a flat egg on our faces and go, well, I prayed and I really believed it didn't happen. Well, did the Holy Spirit tell you to pray that way? Did the Holy Spirit tell you to do that? Right. And if he didn't yeah. tell you to do that, then you jumped out of bounds. Right. You got to do no. what he's telling you to do. Yeah. I mean, I had that, you know, Friday, Friday morning, 3 a.m. My son wakes up and he's not feeling well. And we we got to take him in to the ER to get checked out. Me as a man of faith, I'm going to pray for my son. I'm going to speak in tongues and I'm going to pray for him, you know, right in that instance and going in. And and but the. The truth is, it's not in my control for him to get healed. Do I believe that the Lord, you know, died on the cross for his healing 100%? And I'm going to pray for him because he's my son and I want him healed. But that's it. That's where I left it. I didn't look at it as a, well, I didn't have enough faith. So he didn't get healed instantly. No, no, no. That's not how, I, how I'm approaching it. I'm praying because I know the Lord wants him healed. He doesn't want him sick. And then I'm going to let it be because it's out of my hands. I prayed in faith. I gave that sickness to the Lord, all well knowing that Jesus died on the cross and took sickness. And that's it. And that's where I left it. Is he fully healed right this second? 
he was coughing last night. Does he look like he's feeling better? 100% and praise God for that. And that's where, that's where I sit with it. And I'm not feeling defeated at all that it didn't happen at 3.02 a.m. when I prayed at 3 a.m. I mean, it's just, and, it's something. And, it's, it's and I'm okay. And I'm okay with folks disagreeing with us. Like I know some folks, I can already hear you saying, <laughs> yeah, but we're supposed to pray for everybody. Yeah, listen, what I'm saying is this, listen to the Holy Spirit, have an ear in tune to the Holy Spirit. Let you be led by the Holy Spirit, not led by your emotions. Now, and a lot of times with folks, when it comes to gifting, it's all emotional. A lot of it is emotions, you know what I mean? Because we get our emotions involved in it and we want something bad enough for someone else. And, and, and it's good intentions. But my, my question is, in the end, what's the end result of all of it? Is it to make you feel better about yourself? Is it to make them feel better about yourself? Or is it really to see them become everything that God is asking them to become, right? And so yep. our job is to push people to have greater relationships with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if that's, if that's through healing, is that through miracles? Is that through giftings? Amen. But remember, the question is for them to hear Holy Spirit. Why? Because listen to John 14, 26. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he. Now, I want you to understand the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a he. He's not a he's not a it. It's not a Rama Gonda. You know what I mean? Just speaking in tongues, right? He's not a healing. He's the he will teach you all things. He, he is a capital H, he, right? Romans 8, 16 says, the spirit himself bear witness, right? Himself, he himself bear witness. He's a person that wants to have relationship with you, that wants to speak with you. Romans 8, 26 says, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings, which cannot be uttered. The Holy Spirit himself sometimes, not only will be, he, he, he's the witness, right? The Spirit himself bears witness according to A16, right? That we cry out, Abba Father, knowing that we're children of God. The only way I know if the Holy Spirit whispers inside of me and says, you're not just made out of, you know, you didn't just come out of just a big bang. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. Holy Spirit whispers inside of you and says, no, you're son, right? So we know we're son because the person of the Holy Spirit is whispering identity to us. Then in, in, in verse 26, he's, he's like, oh, you can't pray because you're too weak. I'm going to pray for you, mm-hmm. right? The person, then we allow the whole person of the Holy Spirit to pray for us, right? Now, we know, according to Genesis, that the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead, Right? Uh, Genesis 1-2 says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, who was hovering over the face of the waters, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is the Spirit of God. That same Spirit of God, that Holy Spirit, is the Spirit himself that's helping us to do what? To know the, who we are as children of God, making intercession for us, right? Now, understand this, that... We, I believe one of the greatest things that Jesus did when he said it was finished. Mama, when he was finished, he released the spirit of God. What, what did he release yep. out of it? He breathed his last breath, meaning what? He gave up the spirit of God that was driving him to what? So that the Holy Spirit can come into us, right? Because remember what happened? What, what, did, what did man lose in the garden, right? So man gets the spirit of God in him. Remember, Jesus mm-hmm. breathed, I mean, yep. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit breathed into man according to Genesis 2, right? He breathed rock, life into man, right? And so here, Jesus said, if you eat of the knowledge of good and evil, if you eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die. That's what Jesus, that's what Jesus, I always say Jesus, but the father said that. God said that to to man. You're going to die. Well, we know they ate of it, and we know they didn't die. What What happened in that moment? What happened in that moment, there was a separation between the Holy Spirit dwelling with man. And, the, and, 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 and it was like almost a ripping of man. And man was separated from the Holy Spirit. Remember, yep. when man was made, he was made with the Holy Spirit, oneness with the Holy Spirit. Now there's a death. What's the death happening? Is that the Holy Spirit is drawn out of us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so there's a separation between having the Holy Spirit within us. <clears throat> 
And so mm-hmm. now man has to live the whole Old Testament without the Holy Spirit within us. So what mm-hmm. did Jesus comes to reinstate Holy Spirit living? So what happens? So the Holy Spirit, listen to this. This is this so powerful. It makes me want to run mm-hmm. out of my So the Holy yep. Spirit impregnates Mary. a woman, Mary. She has a seed. Listen to this. She has a seed of man and Holy Spirit. Why? Because God wanted man and spirit to always be together. Mm -hmm. So when we were first made, our first Adamic nature, garden living nature, which before the fall, there was an intertwining of us. You couldn't separate us from the Holy Spirit. There was an intertwining. But because man sinned and we said no and we want to do it our own ways, then there was a separation. Now, the father goes, how do I get the Holy Spirit back in man? Oh, I get the Holy Spirit seed to intertwine with the egg of a woman. And now we have the Holy Spirit in human again. Are you getting this? I hope your mind is. I hope this is. So the Holy Spirit now it's in. Now you have a spirit man being born again. So what the second Adam does, what happened to the first Adam? Now a woman's given birth, not only to a man, she's given birth to a spirit man. Because <laughs> in that seed, that seed is of the Holy Spirit. So now the Holy Spirit is now in a flesh of a man again, and he's in this form of Yeshua HaMashiach. So Jesus is the first spirit man out of the garden walking on the earth, just like Adam and Eve were before the fall. So they fully, he's fully reinstating back to spirit living, right? So when he dies, he breathes out on the earth. What? Now man, through my death and my resurrection, now man once again can have Holy Spirit living inside of him. Once again, because I reinstated spirit living, which is what God wanted to get us to all along so that we can understand him through the spirit and not through the flesh. So all through the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit will come upon people for moments. Why? Because God is wanting to draw man so that we can see him through the spirit and not through the flesh. That's why it's so important what Jesus did, because Jesus was the reinstatement of that first Adam to be spirit men walking around. So you that are sitting at home, sitting in your car, sitting everywhere you are, what's happening to you? You have the ability to now go back to the first Adam, to go back to the second Adam, which is Yeshua, and now partake of that spirit life that they partook in. Why? Because Jesus was impregnated by the spirit so you and I can be spirit men walking on the earth right now today. Goodness. I like how do how do I say anything past that? That's that I've never I've never heard it said that way though. Like the way you talked about how Mary was impregnated with literally spirit and man, like like that's how you get Jesus filled with the spirit in the womb. But no one I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it that way, but it makes you're talking about a person that teaches some bi- biological stuff. I mean, his profession, it makes so much sense the way you just, the way you just said it and how, you know, really, yeah, him breathing out the spirit so that we could get the spirit back in us when he gave it up. And I think I've read it, like I've read John 19. I know when he says it's finished and he gives up his last breath, but I guess I've never made the connection between John 19 and the original Genesis, Genesis 2 when the, when God, the father breathes into Adam and I never put the connection where then Jesus breathes out his last breath is the same spirit. Like I never actually put those two together, but that, that blew my mind, just that connection right there. But that's why people have to study Genesis to revelation. Like they need to Come see on. the process. Anyone, Come on. I want to encourage this. Anyone that tells you, say you're a new believer and 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 the pastor tells you, you know, just start in Matthew. Like, just start in Matthew, read the New Testament. We're in the new covenant. You need to, like, that's where you're at. You might as well know that. 
I, I understand you have to know the new covenant, but like, you gotta read the old, like you have to, you have to, like, I will tell you when I, when I gave my life to the Lord, um, and I was learning a lot about the new covenant when I was in church, I started in the beginning though. Like I was learning stuff on Sunday. Um, and this is just very practical for anyone that that's a new believer. I was learning on Sunday and we were talking about, we were talking about the walking with the Holy spirit, which I didn't, I didn't have any context for it, So I was learning that. But I had to start in the beginning. I had to, I said to myself, I got to read this book, this scripture cover to cover, because I know Jesus is in the whole thing and you got to see it, got to see him throughout, or it's not going to make sense. Like you won't have the old Testament context to put to when, why Jesus came and, and how it is all fulfilled out. You, you just got to do it. You got to read from beginning to end hundred percent. A thousand, because then you don't see the bigger picture, right? Yeah. God's yep. narrative has never changed from the, God's narrative from Genesis 1 has never changed. Is what? I'm making man in my image so that I can, he can be in my likeness so that we can be one and we can have fellowship with one another. That is his image. That's what he wanted. So when he designed us, he designed us that. So what happened to the design? Is there a design flaw? No. The design itself flawed himself. Why what? I'm always asking folks, how did he, how did Adam die? If God, if, if we know that God is not a liar and he's not a man that he should lie, yep. how did Adam die? When he told Adam, let's just go to Genesis 2. This is what he told Adam. He, it, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is what Genesis 2 says. And we're going to land a plane here, man. Perfect. That definitely was like, this was not, and we could just tell, this was not any of the scriptures we really studied at all. <laughs> man, listen, this is, this, is what it, this is what the Lord does to us, man. <laughs> he says this in verse uh, 15 of Genesis 2, the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Verse 16, and the Lord commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. Verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. My question to anyone, we know that they ate of it. What died? Yep. What, what's the death that, that God is talking about here? He was yep. talking about a, a spiritual death. He was not talking about a natural death, right? He was not talking about, um, he was not saying, oh, this flesh is going to die. Why? Because we know they kept on living at them. It was a spiritual death. So here there was a separation between that image me. When, when he made man, according to Genesis 1, his image and likeness, and Genesis 1 26, then God said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness, right? In Genesis 2, the beginning of it, uh, verse 7, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And then man became a being living thing. So did man stop being a living thing? Mm. No, man, man yeah. did not stop being a living thing, Right? So now right. we see Mary, right? What's yep. happened with the, with the Mary and the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit impregnates Mary, right? I didn't write it down. Let's look it up. Yep. And sorry, we didn't know we were going to go here. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're just looking through this. And uh, and going through this, let's go to Matthew. Uh, it's the best verse. Matthew one. I hope you guys are jumping in your socks with this. <laughs> So uh, verse 118, Matthew 118, now the birth yep. of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed uh, to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of what? The Holy Spirit. Now, did I write that down? 
No. <laughs> okay. So the Holy Spirit impregnates this. Now, again, oh, we're talking about miracles here. This is this is just a miracle within itself. The Holy Spirit <laughs> impregnates Mary. So the question becomes, why? Why is the Holy Why is it important for the Holy Spirit to impregnate Mary? Because it's important for Jesus to be fully spirit, fully man, and that joining yep. of that first union that happened when he breathed into Adam. He needed that yep. perfect man and that perfect union. So this is this is the way that that God designed it. He's like, all right, how do I get the Holy Spirit back in man? Oh, I'll get myself to come out of a woman, but she'll be impregnant with humanness and spiritness all at the same time, and they'll become one again. Mm -hmm. That's that's wild. wild. What? I, right? So that yeah. what? So that we can now know what it is to walk up. So when people are like, I want to be like Jesus. Oh, great. But understand <laughs> this. For you to be like Jesus, then you have to walk in the spirit because his spirit, man, inside of him, the Holy Spirit of who he was, the attachment of the Holy Spirit. He didn't live one day without the Holy Spirit. And I and we and we can add, and if if you are a person that says I want to walk like Jesus, then you should be able in your mind to look at Galatians 5:22 and look at the fruit. Look at the fruit. And if if you are walking by the spirit, you're you have that fruit, and that's how you're operating. Because if you if you analyze Jesus's life from very much like an analytical view. He walked with that fruit all the time. All the time. He, he was, yeah, all the time because the spirit man was leading him all the time, 24-7. Let's go to John 19.30. Again, I, I'm just asking people, did I write this stuff? I'm just reading what I wrote. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just reading what's written, <laughs> not what I wrote. Let me say that. I didn't write this thing. I'm just reading what's written. So John 19.30, what does it say, Ryan? So that folks know that it, we have the same Bible. Sure. Yep, it says, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. What? What? He's releasing yep. it on earth again. And he told you it is to your advantage that I leave here. Why? Because when yep. I leave here, I'm going to give you what I have. And what I have is going to lead you now into this oneness again. Right, because that's what he's looking yep. to the oneness for us to what 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 is Jesus' last prayer that they may be one, that like you and I are one. He's yep. literally selling us that oneness that happened with that first Adam when Adam died, that first death, a spiritual death. He said, "I'm bringing, I'm reinstating that, like I'm mm -hmm. reinstating oneness now." And this is this this is this is the uh, Colossians gives us the greatest view. Um, Oh, uh, listen, listen. You wanna you wanna know why uh, Jesus is so important? Because Jesus made this happen. What does Colossians? Uh, what was it? Colossians three. Uh, let me look for it. And, and guys, again, you, you you're seeing this. We we didn't have none of this plan. We just going with the Holy nope. Ghost. Mm -hmm. um, what it says. Hold on one second. I'm looking this up uh, as I'm looking through my Bible. Yeah. Colossians, Colossians 127. That's what it is. Colossians okay. What does it say there? Uh, let's see. Um, so it says 127. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So this is the mystery. What he's saying, God is revealing mystery. The mystery is how could Christ, through the Holy Spirit, dwell in this nasty body? Mm. See, before Jesus, the Holy Spirit could not dwell in a sinful body. Oh, man, are you getting me? That's why <laughs> the death happened with Adam. Adam could not be the same after he sinned the first time. Why? Because the Holy Spirit could not dwell in him. But what happens with Jesus is Jesus now is making a it's a mystery that he makes in us like 
all through Jesus. Now the Holy Spirit can live in such a horrible place, not because I can be good enough for him to live in me. No, because of what Jesus did. Now Jesus makes it possible for this Holy Spirit to once again live in man, even though man is so impure, even though oh. man is so messed up, even though man is so broken. Why? Because Jesus did it. Jesus, the reason that we celebrate Jesus, the reason that he's king, the reason that he's Lord, the reason that he's Savior, not that he just come to eradicate sin, but that he now made it possible for Holy Spirit to reign and rule in me as a person once again. I can now be a spirit man walking because of what Jesus did through for me. So good, Danny. Yeah, and, and it's that that right there. If, if people that listen aren't empowered, I don't know what's going to empower them. That because of Jesus, you have the opportunity to walk with the spirit and have the spirit within you every second of every day, 24 seven. And it's saddening that I would say the majority of us, and I'm, wor I'm working on it. So I'm, I'm in, I'm in the percentage I'm working on. You're working on it as well. That working on it. we want, we want to incline our ear more and more. We want to incline our ear more and more to be able to, to hear him. And to real, like, he's here to help. He's here to guide. He's here to teach what Jesus, how Jesus lived. We can read in the scripture and there is absolutely a place for that because this scripture is living and breathing. It's the only book that is breathing. But we also have the spirit in us that we can have the ability to go out and about in our day. And if we just pay attention, that we will hear him. And he will guide us and show us things that we maybe before never even took notice of. And we have to make sure that we we are conscious of that. Man, listen, oh. I, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to land and play this. The Holy Spirit is available to you now through what Jesus has done. Hopefully you Amen. see it through a different way now. Hopefully you understand how important it is, because how important it was for Jesus to be with the Spirit, in the Spirit, always of the Spirit. It's available to you. You don't have to clean yourself up to get it. You don't have to make yourself well. You don't have to, again, there's all kinds of doctrines over there. Oh, no, Jesus did what he did on the cross so that you and I, with our imperfectness, may have relationship through the Holy Spirit with him and the Father. That is a beautiful picture of mercy, of grace, of love. And hopefully this is a blessing to your heart. I can't. Like, I'm. I'm leaving. Leaving this conversation. Like I'm going to run through the war. Um, all I. All I can say is Maranatha. We love you guys. We can't wait to get into the walking of the spirit uh, next week, man. Hey, man. Shalom, my brother. Shalom, my friend. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.